Welcome back, Tappers, to another episode of Murder on Tap. Once again, I am your host, Jose, and our other host, Allie. Hello. And uh, we're here to bring you some true crime and some beer. Right? Yep. Yep. Alright, so should we just jump into it? Or should we talk about how fucking hot it is right now? Nah, nobody wants to hear that. Alrighty. Well, let's get on to some beer. I'm kind of excited about drinking this beer. Because it's a brand new one. And... I hope we uh, enjoy it. I don't doubt we will. So, cheers. Cheers. Huh. Not bad on the first taste, right? Not bad at all. Alrighty, so let's just jump into it. This week's beer is brought to you by Baja Brewing Company. So, this company was founded in 2007 by Jordan and Charlie Gardenhire. Um, They are a father and son duo who moved to Los Los Cabos, Mexico from Colorado and opened the brewery in the town of San Jose del Cabo. Um, <clears throat> there was a third-party partner that joined, which is, he was Robert Kelly, and he became involved in opening and managing three Baja Brewing Company restaurants in San Jose, Del Cabo, and in Cabo San Lucas. What am I saying that? Like, I don't know Spanish. Hot spots for tourism. Cabo San Lucas. San Lucas. Okay. Um, their story jumps forward. I got this straight from their website. Um, I checked their Wikipedia and all that stuff, but their references were their website. So, it pretty much, they pretty much copied and pasted everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, it was exactly to the, to the, to the T. So, in return, you copy-pasted everything. No, I kind of reworded it a little bit, <laughs> but, you know, pretty much, yeah, I did. So they jumped up to December of 2014, where they organized the very first craft beer for... Wait, wait, First of all, it was in quotations. So craft beer? M- no, it was... The, this whole sentence was in quotations. So it might have been the very first, or it might have not been the very first. Maybe it was the very first in their words, in their... What they thought of it was. So, quote... The very first craft beer festival in Cabo, which brought in 10 breweries from throughout Mexico region. I didn't even know there was that, me- that many craft breweries in Mexico. Who knew? Well, there was a lot of like domestic beers. You know? Okay, so then I... Searched a little bit, and I also found this on their website, which they broke it down in years. And um, in 2007, that's when they began their 1,000-mile trek to bring equipment from Colorado to Mexico 
which they had a bunch of like freight liners and big ass you know big ass trailers and all that stuff to bring in all their stuff that they needed to brew in 2009 that's when they opened up their second as they call it their second cantina <laughs> um in 2013 they started distribution in uh the u.s because they were just locally before in mexico 2016 they started distribution in parts of north america australia and south africa south which, africa yeah which to me sounded very like that's kind of a a wide spectrum from just doing mexico to then doing some u.s states to then going to australia and then south africa right yeah Okay, and a um, little funny thing is that the brewery's mascot, which is suitable, is a donkey. Yeah, a donkey. Interesting. Did they say why they picked the donkey? Um, I guess there's a lot of donkeys in Mexico, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, let's get on to the beer. Let's give it another quick taste. Cheers, Tappers. Hmm. It tastes familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. This is an IPA. It is an IPA. Interesting. It is the Baja Brewing Company's Por favor, <laughs> which translates to please, and it is it says por favor Mexican IPA. <laughs> it is seven percent, and the funny thing is that it's an is labeled as an American IPA. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I I found it kind of be like wait. That this was a Mexican IPA, but then again, I don't know if there really is a Mexican IPA. Maybe it's an IPA in from Mexico, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what makes it an American IPA? I'm not sure, but you just said it was labeled under American IPA. I should have researched that a little bit more, but I just I was just confused and I didn't. Okay. For next time. For next time. Next time we see a a Belgian IPA or a Mexican IPA, I'll see why and what's the difference of it. Alrighty. So let's get to our look, smell, taste. And then we'll get to the reviewer's look, smell, taste. First of all, how does it look out of your glass? Um, There's a really... It's a very pretty amber color. This one is. It's like, it's like reddish, a little bit of, like what is it? What, what's that red copper. tint? Copper, red, copper, um, brownish, orange color, amberish. It's a nice color, actually. Very. We haven't had this color for a while. This reminds me of like the color of fat tire. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Or it that other like. one. Newcastle. 
New no, I think Newcastle is more like of a darker, like a more brown. Yeah, maybe fat tire then. I think fat tire. Okay, smell. Let's get into the smell. By the way, I smell a little bit sweet. I smell malt in this one for sure. I don't it's know if sweet it's the heat, but I can't smell anything. Hmm. Okay, then let me take over this one. A little malty. I can't smell anything. Little little sweetness to it. Um. Here, let me so smell your glass because I I can't smell my I can't smell my can. I don't know if I'm my nose is just my sinuses are messed up or I really can't smell anything in it. It kind of smells like a little bit like mentally. Interesting. Like a little bit. I haven't. Yeah, that smell is new. You know what I mean? Kind of like vapor rubbish. Maybe because it's from Mexico. It smells like vapuru. Maybe, but there's <laughs> almost this hint of like... Like maple syrup. Hmm, interesting. Maple syrup. Maybe that's a sweetness. The One of the sweetness factors in it. Maybe. Okay. Look, smell. Taste time. You can definitely taste the malt. Yeah, it's malty. The malt it does have like a little, out a, lot. a little bitterness to it. It does. The thing with this is there's really not too many flavors. Yeah, it feels like there's like out. two or three flavors and that's it. Yeah, but even that, like there's no significant flavor that jumps out at you. You know what I mean? It okay. just tastes bitter and it tastes like malt. That's it. Oh, yeah, it's a little sweet too. Did you taste your, what did you say it was, the syrup? Syrup flavor, no? Not really. Okay. It's weird, this one's strange, unless my, unless my you, entire senses are off completely, uh, something is It's probably this different about this. 85 degree weather at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, could be. Okay, so let's see what the reviewer said. The look, they said, I don't see this one, but they said it was clear. I don't clear? see that at all. Yeah, just clear. Oh, meaning it's just see-through, maybe? Yeah, do you see see-through? I kind of... Yeah, it's see-through. I could see that, but... I mean, it's see-through. It's not hazy. Maybe they mean that by as in, like, foggy or hazy. The clearness. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay. And they also said it was copper amber colored. And uh, a brownish-orange tint. So we pretty much got that. We were good. Five stars for us. May. Smell. They said malt, citrus, floral hints, which I don't really understand unless you've eaten flower petals. No, it's not about... Oh, well, it's I guess you smell like yeah, smell smelling flowers. flowers. Maybe some sort of flowers. When I think of flowers, I just think of like roses and like daisies and maybe like dandelions. But there's so many out there that smell completely different. The next one I'm going to say, it smells like dandelions. Do dandelions have a smell? I don't know, but aren't those the ones that you blow and they just blow out in the air? Right? little you blow them and just, shh, just go in the air 
Which ones are those? I don't. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yes, unless I'm thinking of daffodils. Never mind. I don't think they're daffodils. No, I'm thinking of daffodils. But these look like a little... They look like a little lollipop, little white lollipop, and once you blow on them, all the little petally things or little piney things just blow out in the air. But yeah, whatever. We know what it is. You're completely off. Let's just say that. Okay, let's just <laughs> stay with that. I'm off. Let's just <laughs> stick to the beer. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, other smells he said was um, pine and. I think you were fairly close, but they said caramel syrup. Interesting. What did you say, vanilla syrup? No, just maple syrup. Maple syrup. Honeydew. Okay, so the taste, they went with caramel. They went with it was bitter. And your favorite beer fruit. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. (laughs) Which I didn't taste that at all. Or maybe. Maybe it is called a dandelion. Is it a dandelion? This is a lie. There's two kinds of dandelions. I'm confused now. Well, this beer is confusing. Go on. But yeah, well, that's pretty much it for the beer part of it. Oh, I forgot to say it was a 7% beer. Um, I believe you chose this one. This one was probably about, what, three bucks? No, I think it was less than that. It might have been less because it's a 12-ounce can. And, um, I yeah. Like the beer, I like the artwork. Yeah, the artwork is just green and like a yellowish tannish color. Uh, on the top part, it says Echo in Mexico. Or for anybody else that's listening, Echo in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the middle area says Baja Brewing Company with a donkey with a stick tied to it holding a beer bottle in front of it to making it walk oh you know yeah, that whole yeah. like you know they used to say that they used to tie sticks to donkeys i mean these people would ride them and hold a stick like if they're fishing with a line with like a little bit of meat for the donkey to eat or some, or a carrot usually a carrot so it can make them walk this one has a beer huh. and it says a uh, mexican ipa por favor and uh Pretty much that's it. Straightforward to it. This one doesn't have a saying, which I wish it would. It has some dope ass like Mexican saying, like Esta cerveza es para ti y solo para ti y nadie más que tú puedes probar esta okay, cerveza. <laughs> no, you're just saying a lot. <laughs> Baja Brewing Company. Maybe you should write to them and let them know that. Maybe I should. Okay, well. Check it out, Baja Brewing Company, Por Favor, Mexican IPA. Um, just look for the beer with the donkey on it. That's them. It's very good. We got it at it. Total I mean, Wine. This is Baja, really big. Yeah, Baja, really, very, very big letters, B A J A. And uh, give it a try. It's actually pretty good. I like it. It's very Where good. We're gonna read this. Give it a five. Five? Yep. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, this is one of the first beers that doesn't have so many different flavors. It's just like, hey, this is what I am. It's just straight to the point. Maybe it does have the flavors and maybe I'm just off, but something about it. It has flavors, but it is like, 
<clears throat> it's not like, oh, there's too many flavors where I can't guess what it is. This is know? beyond, like, subtle. Like, this is subtle, just... Subtle, but... But delicious. tasty. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a try. Baja Brewing Company. Mexican IPA. Por favor. P-O-R-F. A-V-O-R. Did I spell that right? I wasn't listening. I might have said it too fast. <clears throat> P-O-R okay. space F-A-V-O-R. Try it out. And you were the one who chose this beer. I was. Let the non-Mexican person choose the Mexican beer. Yay me. <laughs> Yay you. And I, uh, I thank you for choosing this tasty beer. I thank you. It's very, very delicious. I can't stop drinking it. It is very good. I really like it a lot. Oh, I forgot what I was going to rate it. You said five... I'm actually going to do like a four, seven. Okay. Why? Because it tastes like something I've tasted before. Isn't that like all of the beers that we try though? No, but it's, it's, I don't know. If this had another label underneath it, I would be pissed if it was another beer. Does it beer. taste like Lagunitas? <sighs> no. No, you know what it, you know what it tastes. It tastes like. I don't know. I think it's like one of those stones. Maybe, but it doesn't taste like that to me. It tastes like a Lagunita to me. I don't know okay, why. Maybe. Maybe one of the off-brand Lagunitas ones. The other ones. Maybe. But uh, give them a try. <clears throat> we, I think you'd enjoy it. You would enjoy it because it's not very bitter. It's not very overwhelming. Flavors are good. But you do have to keep this really cold because it's on the warm side now. Especially because it's so hot. That it might be losing a little bit of flavor or gaining flavor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Give them a try. Do we have a cool, interesting, hip, true crime story for this week? Just call my true crime hip oh yeah <laughs> is that what you could interesting it? suspenseful oh horrific well horrific that's for sure oh i'm kind of glad that at this time i don't have like a teenager but who knows what will come of it in the future well yeah Babies grow up into teenagers someday, and then they grow up into adults. Absolutely, but just with everything that goes on, especially with social media. Yeah, sometimes teenagers are assholes. Very scary, and this could very well be one of those. Hey, we could have been one of these uh, true crime stories. Who knows? I don't think we would have gone this far, but let's just. Uh, Let's get into it and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, 18-year-old Denali Bremer thought she'd found an easy path to riches when she met multimillionaire Tyler online. Is he famous? No. Oh. What she failed to realize was that Tyler was actually into child porn, not rich. Okay. And his name was actually not Tyler. It was a Riley. No. It was Railit. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so the practice of assuming a fake identity to engage online relationships is commonly referred to as catfishing. Oh. And honestly, I mean, to, who still gets catfished? It's fucking twenty twenty. Saying, <laughs> and this story is from last year. This like, story is from last year, and just the fucking details of it are f- so beyond mind blowing that the f- the fact that somebody would resort down to what they did in the story is just. It's so sad and goes to show what this generation's teens, they're just incapable of (laughs) any kind of common sense, just whatsoever. So, it's, it's just really scary. The internet is a very scary place, people. Very scary. It opens your mind. It's useful. And opens you up to new things. But there's but so much darkness and there's so many black holes and just fucked up people that sometimes it's just better to stay away. And by fucked up people, we mean not good, reasonable people. Right, right, right. Not in any other... Right, just people yeah. who are committing these heinous crimes. And some people are... Some people put thoughts into other people just to be, just because they're like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, hey, well, what if you did it? What if you did it? And I mean, not to justify the uh, the person who is doing the catfishing, but like, I understand everybody goes through certain things in life. I don't know what their life is like. I don't know what they were going through. I don't know what kind of fucked up situation they've been in. But at the same time, for you to portray yourself in a way that you're just somebody completely different completely and different and not even that but taking advantage of people in a way that is in an emotional way in, in a an emotional way you're kind of like just stooping down to the level of what you kind of went through instead of being like you know, a bigger person and overcoming it in a different manner. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Some people might not, but I know what you're Some saying. Some people might not. I mean, I don't know. Then again, I don't know. You might be going through stuff, but why put other people through that same stuff? Exactly. It's, um, get some help. It's the best yes, thing to do. absolutely. Speak up. Tell somebody your problems. Like, Get help, get counseling, get a therapist. Don't fucking start fucking with people. Because sometimes this goes on for years and years and years. It goes on for years. So you're stopping this people's, these people's lives You develop years, this yeah. habit of being a pathological liar constantly. And it's just, it's not even worth it. No? It's not worth it. Okay, so... Pretending to be a multimillionaire on the internet might seem like an innocuous, misguided strategy strategy to impress potential love interests. But what if that pretending eventually led to murder? So Denali Bremer, a.k.a. Angel, met and began an online relationship for several weeks with a man named Tyler, who said he was from Kansas. 
Wait, why is it Denali, a.k.a. Angel? Well, I read that her actual name was Angela, but she called herself Angel. She was, like, telling this guy, Tyler, that her name was Angel, you know? Because originally her name was Angela, but then for some reason, either it changed or it was originally Denali. I'm not really sure what the uh, connection there was. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure she wasn't catfishing. Yeah, no, no. She wasn't. I Either... She told people her, her name was Angela to begin with, like her acquaintances and friends knew her as Angela, but her original name is Denali or whatever. Or maybe it was a screen name too. Maybe that too. Hide some, you know, conceal her real name. Real name, yeah. Yeah. So her and Tyler have this ongoing online relationship for several weeks, and according to Reddit, and many other sources, Tyler obviously used a fake photo. So at first, what started out as an innocent, um, as innocent flirting quickly turned sinister when Tyler requested something more from Bremer. From nearly 4,000 miles away, Tyler convinced the Alaskan teenager a promise of $9 million if she committed a rape and a murder. She would get her money only if she sent videos and photographs of the murder, according to the Alaska Department of Law. With no hesitation, Bremer agreed. In a sick twist of logic, Bremer chose her closest friend, Cynthia Hoffman, also known as Cece, to be her victim. She figured it would be easier to lure her into the woods as opposed to a complete stranger. Wait, she was going to do this rape and stuff that this guy asked her to do for $9 million to her friend? Yes. First of all, it doesn't matter if it was your friend or not. You you still chose to do it, but... It's not even the fact that you chose to do it. It's the fact that you actually believed... Someone you've start never with met. That. Someone you've... You believed someone who told you that they were going to give you $9 million. I would have said put half of it in the bank account and then I'll see what's up. She didn't even ask for that. I mean, I would do that she if that would happen, but I'm just even, saying. There was no money up front. There was nothing. There was nothing. Just this, this oh, is what I man. mean by fucking common sense. There is no fucking common sense behind this story. And one innocent person ends up being a fucking victim. Okay, I want to see what happens, what he says afterwards. Okay. okay. So, uh, Cynthia considered Bremer to be her best friend. Cynthia is the victim. Okay. She wanted nothing more than to feel like she belonged. Cynthia always went above and beyond for those she loved. Giving her all into whatever she was doing, Cynthia asked for a little in return. A good person. According to her father, Cynthia had a developmental disability. Oh, man. That left her intellectually operating at a 7th grade level, even though she was 19 years old. Oh, man. It took her a little longer to learn things. Although academics was not her best suit or come easy for her, Cynthia worked hard and did what she needed to graduate high school. She was never discouraged when someone would say she wouldn't achieve a goal. She never complained and took on an extra. Uh, she took on extra work recommended by tutors. And what, for another thing, what what kind of people tell somebody that 
has a disability or something says you are never going to be able to do this i know it's 2019 it's in like, this story what like, the fuck is wrong with people we're just people worried about saying certain words certain we things we live in a really shitty and time and then we're telling somebody that has disabilities saying no oh, you're never going to be able to do this it's like come on man just some of the things that i hear on a daily basis or like some of the news articles i read it's just fucking mind-blowing that we are still doing this. We should be growing instead of falling back. To and we're not. And this is why the world is falling apart right now the way it is. We're not cave the people anymore. It's The way it's unraveling and all these fucking things are just surfacing is for this reason. Stay tuned for our political podcast called yes. <laughs> Politics on Tap. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay no fuck that we didn't even so, talk about politics right uh she graduated right after graduation cynthia began working at her father's business hoffman handyman and repair she always gave it her all there too she learned the trade quickly and went from knowing how to from i'm sorry she went from not knowing how to do things to excelling in ways her father would have never imagined. Nice. According to an Inside Edition article, nice. Hoffman said she was better than half the workers. Hoffman said she was better than half the workers I'd hire out on the road. Good for she her. would do anything to make me happy. Good for her. Cynthia's next goal was to get her driver's license with the ultimate goal of owning her first car. Sadly, Cynthia's disability made her vulnerable, and those she considered to be her friends were nothing of the sort. For several weeks, Cynthia's supposed best friend Bremer and Tyler began plotting a plan to rape and murder the innocent girl with a payout with oh, a payout goodness. of nine million dollars. Bremer recruited four friends: nineteen-year-old Caleb Leland, sixteen-year-old uh, Caden McIntosh and two other juveniles who have remained nameless because of their age. Did you say McIntosh? Yeah. Isn't it Macintosh? I guess, but it's but it's Mac it's not Mac. I don't know. I guess Mac Macintosh. Oh, it's a straight out MC? Yeah. Macintosh. Okay. Yeah. It's not M A C, it's M C. It's Apple. It's not. <laughs> so the two other juveniles remain um nameless because of their age to help uh they all planned to commit this murder wait how old were they they named you said they named a 17 year old they named a 16 year old which is really strange so i'm guessing the other two may have been much younger but you know what if they chose to fucking do this crime they should be named i don't i don't i don't think like victims i understand but when you're a fucking suspect fuck you you should be named you had you were adult enough to come up with this fucking to agree on this decision that you were gonna act in this that's true heinous fucking way but then for them to like leave your name out that's bullshit yeah i I understand that okay so the agreement to kill cynthia and split the money was made sometime between may and early um june which doesn't really make sense to me because uh i'll let you know why but i'm guessing it was like between like the beginning of may and the end of may they started plotting this okay so, on June 2nd, 2019, Cynthia Hoffman left her home to hang out with her friends. K- 
Caleb Leland provided his Chevy Trailblazer to Bremer and McIntosh so they could pick up Cynthia. The plan was to drive out to Thunderbird Falls and go for a hike. And this is all in Alaska, by the way. So they're in Alaska, and this guy Tyler is in Indiana. I'm sorry, in Kansas, supposedly, okay? So going off the trail, the three teens followed a path along the... Uh, I always say this wrong. Eklutna River. There we go. Oh. Um, in order to convince Cynthia, the teens started duct-taping each other for fun, presumably to introduce the idea. Wow, they're really trying to make it seem like it was like a game or something? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, initially, Cynthia was bound by her wrists and ankles with duct tape, and eventually they convinced her to let them place duct tape over her mouth and around her neck. I'm sorry, around her head. Why, why around her head? I don't know. That's what I didn't understand, but when... You mean like around her like eyes or something? No, it just... I'm maybe like... Maybe they took the duct, like, the duct tape, and they, like, when they were putting it around her mouth, they went around her head. Oh, you know what I mean? okay, I guess. Like, so it really wouldn't come off, off and it wouldn't, yeah. like, she wouldn't be able to get it off. Okay. So, as she began to panic, Bremer and McIntosh ripped the tape off of her mouth and her hands. Still bound at the feet, Cynthia threatened her so-called friends that she would call the police if they didn't let her go saying she had been kidnapped and sexually assaulted. Without any hesitation, Caden McIntosh grabbed the 9mm pistol that Bremer was holding and shot Cynthia in the back of the head. Whoa. Cynthia fell to the floor, twitching and still attempting to dial 911, when suddenly McIntosh pushed her into the creek. All the while, Bremer was recording the entire murder and sending each snap to Tyler. Was it snap, Snapchat? Through Snapchat, yeah. Oh my goodness. After leaving the crime scene, Bremer and McIntosh traveled to Anchorage where they burned Cynthia's purse, some clothing, her ID, and the gun used to shoot her. I didn't know you could burn a gun. Can you? You might be able to burn the evidence off of it, but... Oh, okay. I guess. I didn't even You're think not about that. You're not going to burn that metal unless it gets really, really hot. I mean, how hot can, like, a campfire get? Yeah, that's another thing. So, she then deleted all of her text messages with Tyler, convinced that pressing the delete button would remove all digital trail of evidence. Guess what? What? It won't. Oh. She would then post a Snapchat video saying, like, this is literally right after they commit this crime. She posts the Snapchat saying, I'm sorry, everybody, my family, my friends, I guess you will hear from me when you hear from me, but I won't be back for a long time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Hours would pass. Yeah, and you as, did. Right? Hours would paid. pass. And as evening neared, Cynthia's father began to worry because he hadn't heard from his daughter. He continuously called her cell, but there was no answer. The evening faded, and by 11.30 p.m., Hoffman could sense something was terribly wrong. Meanwhile, Bremer was texting, sounding, um, was texting him, sounding distraught over Cynthia's disappearance, going as far as writing, I hope she comes home safely. She's my best friend. Aww. What a fucking bitch, right? Serious. 
He, admitted, uh, he immediately calls the police, but was instructed to wait until it had been 24 hours since Cynthia had been missing. But a father's intuition is something else. He waited 12 hours and called back, thus sparking a search for Cynthia. And during this time, he actually went off on his own and he started doing his own search. He took his motorcycle and started riding through the woods and just taking the different trails because he just wanted to find his daughter. So two days after going missing, police would eventually recover Cynthia Hoffman's body from the Eklutna, Eklutna River. Two days after finding Cynthia's body, police questioned Bremer, who alleged that her, McIntosh, and Cynthia had gone to Thunderbird Falls to take pictures of each other wrapped in duct tape. She claimed to have no idea that McIntosh was planning to shoot Cynthia. So she completely decides to throw the blame on this other, like, 16-year-old kid who did the shooting. And then, while in questioning, McIntosh basically said the complete opposite of that and said, well, she told me to do it. Hmm. Well, in reality, she did because she was like, I don't want to shoot her. You do it. And she threw the gun at him. I thought he just picked it up. Well, he did. He took it out of her hand, but he was like, she basically told him, like, I don't want to do it. You do it. Further investigation yielded a stomach-churning discovery. After obtaining a search warrant for Bremer's phone, they found child pornography. There you go. In plain view, court records stated. Text message conversations with Tyler, who was identified as Babe in her contact list, were also found on her phone. Bremer had detailed her plans to sexually assault a teenage girl and film it for him. Her exact text message to him about the 14-year-old was, Gonna go buy weed first. I want to get her high for it so she doesn't fight me. I love you. Later in the conversation, Tyler allegedly told Bremer that he wished he never made the deal with her in the first place, saying, We can meet, but once I see a cop, I'm telling him or her that I made you rape people and kill Cece. The FBI linked the phone number of Tyler to a Facebook account associated to 21-year-old Darren Schillmiller. The phone number and driver's license records obtained later led to an address in Indiana, not Kansas. Once realizing she had been duped and that there was no Tyler or $9 million, Bremer told police that Schillmiller recruited her to commit a murder for millions of dollars. She even admitted that she that he had directed her to sexually assault two minors, one who was eight or nine years old and another who was 15. It wasn't people that helped her, right? No, that wasn't the people that helped her. It was just some other people. Obviously, they were And of course he wanted her to send me videos of it. He did, and she Uh, did. She did. What the fuck is... Okay, I I I don't don't understand the guy, but... This lady, why... I mean, she's a 19-year-old fucking kid. But you're still... (coughs) It's 2019. Yeah. That's the fucking mind-blowing part. This entire story is so sad. 
wow, that's just, it's just, you, you see that people still don't have fucking brains. It's like. Ain't that the truth? And nothing was wrong with this person. It was just. Absolutely nothing. They could have backed out at the last minute. They could have backed out. If somebody messaged me and said, hey, I'll give you $9 million to do this. How how do you even believe that that's real? Who really meant, so who really says I'm going to give you $9 million? I'm the biggest you, the biggest bet I've had I'm is I'm going to give you $9 million to kill somebody that I don't know. The biggest Why? thing is I've had somebody go, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks to eat 20 packets of mustard. Oh, did you do it? Yeah, when I was in like middle school. Oh God, okay. And well. to this day, I hate mustard. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, well, that makes mustard. sense. Okay, well. But okay. it's it's 2019. You're 19 years old. You should have a common sense. You should have known what the show Catfish is about. Apparently, she didn't. Apparently, she has no idea who the Do hell. Do you not Neve. have a television? Maybe not. I hey, Neve, we're gonna shout you out, Neve. She had an iPhone. You would think she would know something. Huh. Right? You know what Neve would have said? Have even, you ever FaceTimed him? Even if you haven't seen the show, I'm sure you've heard of it or come across something on social it's just, media. It's just, uh, it's just wild to me how... Forget all of this, you know. She fell in love with somebody that she's never met on the internet for blah, blah, blah. It's just the fact that this person told you to rape somebody. Forget what amount of money it was for. For, they told you to murder somebody it and you rape and did murder it. somebody. It's like, and you, you did it. And you, you hired blatantly. And you hired minors to help you do it with you. Exactly. You know what? You know why they hired minors? So the guy could see the minors do stuff. Probably. To this person because they were underage. I wouldn't be surprised. Sick people out there, man. I'm telling you, there's some sick it's, fucking people. Oh my goodness! It's just sad how. First of all, it's sad what happened to the victim. Secondly, it's sad how some people are just, I'm sorry to say, just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. On Friday, June 14th, Shell Miller, Bremer, and McIntosh were indicted on murder and conspiracy charges. In addition to those three suspects, Caleb Leland and the two juveniles whose names have yet to be released, were also indicted for their involvement. They should be released. I think they should be. You know what I'm thinking is that they're under, like, 15 years old. I mean, if the main, if the shooter was 16, how old were I these I think it's, like, a 15, 14-year, like, limit. Because the thing is that they could still get out of jail in a certain amount of time. So they don't release their names like that. Well, that and they're not going to be charged as adults. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's, yeah. That's the main factor. Hmm. But you committed a murder. What do you mean you're not going to be charged well, as an adult? Well, those two technically didn't commit the murder, but they were involved. They were... One of them was there during the planning of it, and the other one was supposed to be present during, but for some reason wasn't. But whatever it is, she had promised like each of them like five hundred thousand dollars like as if she was gonna fucking get any money they actually sat there and they planned out to split this money that does not exist and these kids were probably like five hundred thousand dollars i'm gonna buy everything 
That's why they went along with it because fucking kids don't know what the f- fuck to think right now. Jesus, it's it's crazy. Um, um, I don't know. This thing is is sad, but it's getting me more upset of how. Yeah, it's making people me... are. And like you said, it's 2019. 2019. It doesn't matter if it was a year, you know, whatever year it was. My child's not gonna get a cell phone till they're 20. <laughs> they can have one of those Verizon ones where you can just call in and call out. And that's it. <laughs> those are those. Uh, it's like a little the, message the or something. I have no idea. That? Whatever. That's all they're gonna get. It's like, hey, uh, it's just gonna let us know your location and uh, when you got out of school. And literally, you can only call me. And you have four numbers, and I'm all four of them. And because school is in Zoom now, I'm gonna know where the hell you're at all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So, if convicted at trial, the defendants being charged as adults could face up to 99 years of imprisonment for each of the murder charges, the conspiracy to commit murder, and solic- uh, solicitation to commit murder charges. Darren Schillmiller was held in custody while an Alaska arrest warrant for $1 million was issued for him. Schillmiller will be extradited, or maybe he has been by now, uh, to Alaska to face charges. And as of, um, I don't know if it was as of October of 2019 or January 2020 because the article was dated for January 2020, but the court hearing was in October. But anyway, whichever one it was, um, they still hadn't uh, gone to trial yet. They still hadn't gone to trial yet. So it was going to be a good minute, and especially with all this happening with coronavirus and these trials usually go on for a while. Yeah. Unless they're straight to the forward. Oh, they have history. so much evidence. Okay, then it might be a there quick There was one. like one part that I read that there was like over like 100,000 pages. What? Of just fucking plain out evidence. Yeah. Oh. Just they they are they're going to they're going to get them no matter what no matter when it is and Good. it sucks for the victim's family that they have to like draw this out for so long but cynthia hoffman's father even quoted in one of the articles that he will be there at every single court hearing Good. and he's gonna make sure that all three of these people are locked up for life and they never get out and they suffer because it's just not fair he he didn't have to go through this he didn't have no, to lose good, his yeah. child for these people's stupidity yes you're very right, and uh, this is this makes me sad because I'm not a father, but if I was a father, I would be doing the exact same thing to look for justice for absolutely. It's it's just very sad, and at the same time, it's um and uh, tragic, and it's very uh it hurts your heart to hear. Is. it's heartbreaking it's again the sad thing is it's just this is not the only case who knows how many other cases there are that are not documented or that are not um or even talked about not even just yeah. documented but they're just not talked about the way it could be in a like small town case, i i dug kind of deep like looking into this case and it just kind of like fell into my lap so, I can't even imagine how many others there are that 
have experienced something like this. Oh, and one more thing about the main suspect, Darren, the main catfisher. I don't know if that's a word, but he was actually, um, so apparently he was adopted by this Schillmiller family and, um, you know, they were like really shocked at the fact that he would go out and commit such a heinous crime like this after, you know, they took him into his home, they treated him really well, and the fact that he pretty much just kind of dragged their name the way he did in that certain type of way, but I don't know, just... Oh, and also, actually, in one of the YouTube clips that I heard, that apparently he himself was a little bit developmentally challenged. So, just the fact that he's doing this shit to other people is really fucked. I don't know. Well, let's just hope it doesn't happen to anybody else. Let's hope not. This is just sad so with that my resources uh, I didn't say that right my resources resources that I found on this uh, story one of the articles was insideedition.com the article is the murder of Cynthia Hoffman um I found a lot of local ones that were like ktva.com there's a lot of uh lot of detailed um, articles through them. Uh, of course, CNN, Interactive, uh, again, KTVA. There was another one off of All Things Interesting also, which I really like to use their articles. They have a really good sense of putting their story in a certain way, so that's kind of nice. But, yeah, if you're interested in hearing more, of course, I also had the opportunity of reading the um the court document basically but if you guys are interested which is usually in public up, knowledge isn't it yeah uh, if you guys are interested cynthia hoffman is the victim's name search her name and see what you can find as far as any kind of um like gofundme as for the family or if you want to support the family in any way justice for Cynthia definitely reach out yeah very interesting very heartfelt very sad story yeah and we need to keep Cynthia's name alive because it's stories like this that need to be repeated so people understand the severity of social media and what it actually can do. Everybody loves social media, but at the same time, social media is... Use it responsibly. Yeah, it's... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for True Crime. A new True Crime of this week. Yes. Um, I haven't heard about it, and I honestly haven't heard about it in other podcasts, so... If you hear it somewhere else, we're being copied.
Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's not even the case. <laughs> Which is fine because we're all the big social family. Yes, this isn't about. Even though we don't know each other and we don't talk about each other. This isn't about us repeating the stories. It's about justice for the victims and their stories being retold. It's about us telling you the people's names that need to be kept alive. Yes. Okay, so should we uh, move on to some a little bit of good news at least? Let's try. Let's try. And you might like this because it involves a doggo. Yay! If it's not old people, it's dogs. Well, this guy's a little bit old in the picture, but... Oh. So the headline reads, When a loving Brazilian street dog kept visiting a car dealership, they finally hired him as a salesman. Oh. Did you get what I just said? The dog did something good and became a salesman? No, the dog kept on going to the dealership, so they made him a salesman. Oh. Excuse me. The story reads, What do you do when a stray dog shows up at your car dealership day after day? You give him a job, of course, or at least that's what you do if you're Emerson Mariano. A Hyundai Prime branch manager in Brazil. Hyundai. Hyundai. Mariano and his staff have taken a shine to a member of Brazil's roving dog contingent who'd gotten in the habit of making regular visits. One rainy night, the steadfast stray was invited to come in from the streets. Little did the drenched... Oh, sorry. Little did the drenched... Pooch realized as he munched an impromptu meal, he found his, quote, forever home. Uh. But as far as the management was concerned, throwing the dog a lifeline instead of merely tossing him a bone only made sense. The company was has always been pet friendly, Mariano told Top Motors Brazil. We decided to embrace the idea uh, and the practice too, uh, citing that the need for both heightened awareness and positive intervention to help curb Brazil's growing population of abandoned, abandoned animals. After his adoption, the newly christened Tuxin Prime was given the title of, quote, official meter and greeter. The staff says his Caring and docile nature made him a natural for the role, but the persistent pup has already set his sights on climbing the corporate ladder. In addition to his concierge duties, Tuxin Prime is honing his market skills with regular regular posts to his very own Instagram account. While his musings have made him something an internet sensation, the handsome hound remains doggedly humble. Quote, where I come from, the doggo blogger reports, I didn't have his technology. Me and my humans are still trying to find a way to deal with so much love and affection. We'll bet with such a tail-waggingly happy ending, 
this is one shaggy dog story that's sure to get a lot of mileage. Oh. I think that's a car pun. Sounds like it. Sounds like it a lot. But yeah, this uh, this is dope. Yeah, I honestly think this is great because there's a, I guess there's a lot of stray animals out there in Brazil. This person said, "Why is this dog coming? Keep coming back over here." And uh, one day they just said, "You know what? Let's just adopt this dog. He's such a nice, friendly dog. Let's have him meet people, greet people, and uh, who knows? Maybe he could sell a car or two. Hmm. Maybe. That's sweet. Very sweet. Dogs are the shit. They are. That's the one thing that's uh, pissing me off right now about it. Everybody during this pandemic decided all of a sudden because they were home or whatever." They decided to get a dog. And without doing any kind of research or anything, people just bought these dogs. They, no, 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 no. Okay, let me, let me put it this way. These people, I don't mean these people in the wrong way, but I mean people bought dogs that they thought were super cute and super this and that. Instead of trying to go off of... When we had our Mastiff... I went down, I drove down about an hour and a half to go find this dog that we bought. Yeah, we did buy her. But this dog walked up to me and that's how I was chosen instead of me choosing, you know? Right. So, but these, some people are just going off and like, oh, I have to have the nice brand dog and the, the good poodle schnitzel or whatever the hell is the hot shit is right now schnitzel's food you know but it's like well it's not even that go it's just check an adoption buying, please exactly people adopt don't shop because all these people that went and bought these puppies didn't even realize the fact that they were buying puppies from puppy mills and there is a lot of them and before we got our massive that we that we that i bought I'm going to say you because I don't want to drag you into it. But I did, we did research on the person and it was not a puppy mill. It was a family owned thing. But I honestly think our next dog should be a rescue that we. Absolutely. Even if it's an old dog, even if it's an old dog, give its last couple of years the best years that it has left. You know? Truly. But yeah, you know, uh, we got into some good news and then we turned into sad. But let me just uh, turn it all back to the beginning. Um, try out that Baja Brewing Company's Mexican IPA, Por Favor. Mm-hmm. 7%. Give it a try. It's really good. We'll make sure to post photos of it so you guys can see what the can looks like and if it catches your eye one day at the store look for that donkey indeed and if you see uh, any other beers by the brewery and you want to let us know definitely send us the name and we'll search for it too we might not put it on the main episode because we try to do new beers on there but we might do it on the Friday episodes absolutely on the beer sodes and um, make sure that you listen all the way through because 
today's true crime was very sad and heartfelt. And, um, yeah. Why am I telling you this at the end? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to edit and put it in the front. That's okay. <laughs> On that note, please make sure to all of, always follow, like, and subscribe. And, ugh, I can't even talk today. Leave a podcast, follow, uh, like, Apple Podcast subscribe. Review, if you can. Yes. Even if you don't want to leave a review, if you just simply rate there by giving go. us a five-star review. <laughs> by giving us a an eight-star review, you know, that would be fine. <laughs> that would be much appreciated. And... That would give our podcast the opportunity to grow in grow uh, the algorithms. Downloads, yes, absolutely. And it could be pushed out there for others to hear. Yeah. And uh, we thank you once again for listening. And um, if you're new, keep in touch. K-I-T. Indeed. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to tune in for this week's beer sode and of course our regularly scheduled episodes every week all right cheers cheers <laughs>